Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's edition of WCM Supplier Showcase. This week I'm joined by Tim Rout, CEO of Access Parks. Now Tim, you guys are based out in California. You're a broadband internet Wi-Fi provider um, and you've got some great customers in parks all across the country. Um, you've got a really interesting history and in how you've started the business. So can you just talk a little bit about that and just start to introduce the service that you guys provide? Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, Alex. Uh, yeah, the, a little bit of history on our team. Uh, we've been around about 17 years. Uh, we've always specialized in bringing broadband service out to uh, mostly remote rural locations. Uh, we started out doing that for RV parks and barracks and hotels on military bases uh, back in 2006. Um, so our claim to fame was we always guaranteed a minimum speed for every guest device uh, that matched what the FCC considered to be broadband, which is a minimum of 25 megabit per second download speed for every guest. So having that in our contract as a minimum service level agreement, an SLA, uh, was really key. But you know, about six years ago, uh, we started to focus exclusively on outdoor hospitality and uh, expanded out to the national parks and became the only authorized broadband provider to the national parks like Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, Glacier, Death Valley, Lake Mead, and so on, um, and uh, you know, campgrounds and RV uh, parks and hotels and also you know, communities, residential communities throughout those locations. Um, and, and so that's really been our focus uh, the, the last six years is bringing our enterprise grade managed services uh, to this industry because it really was lacking uh, in sort of an end to end managed service provider of, of enterprise grade uh, quality. And as you mentioned, you know, what you guys offer is a little bit different than maybe some other providers in the space, too, and the difference between, you know, equipment and installation costs and really sort of the really high price that a lot of people have versus, again, the level of service and expectation, which is really what the park owner cares about, the end customer and the camper cares about, right? It's all about the performance, not necessarily about um, jacking you with an, an equipment price and an upfront installation price. So can you just touch on you know, what that shift has been like for you and really what um, that has meant to access parks and the company? Yeah, great question, uh, Alex. So, so you know, the, man, the term managed services is very important, um, and and, it and and SLAs are very important, service level agreements, and these are concepts that not a lot of folks were familiar with in uh, outdoor hospitality until we came along. Uh, I talked about the SLAs, you know, minimum speed guarantees, um, you know, but uh, uh, the, the the sort of uh, the business models just weren't conducive to good quality uh, support for for guests. Um, you know, most of most of the folks in the industry were really equipment vendors, um, and they made most of their money by upselling equipment, uh, not necessarily as a managed service provider attending to the guests uh, 24 hours a day. You know, if somebody called in at two in the morning with a Roku problem, uh, you had to leave a message and, and maybe somebody will get back to you the next day. Or, uh, you know, if you didn't have the, the speeds that you expected in the evenings, you know, the response from the from the help desk would be, well, there's just a lot of people on the network. Why don't you try a little bit later, like, let's say, 2 or 3 a.m.? Uh, and so that was the state of the industry. It's like the, uh, the, the just reboot the computer thing in the IT space. Like it was very base level, I, as that, I'm that, sure. That's right. And, 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 you know, frankly, Alex, the demographics have changed in the last uh, three to five years. It used to be that if you could just load a web page in, in an RV park, that that was sufficient. Uh, people still had DSL modems in their lobbies, you know, with an access point from Best Buy. Uh, and that was fine. Um, and what happened was people started to expect the same quality of service in their RV that they get at home or at work. Uh, and COVID really accelerated that. Um, but, but now people do expect very, very high quality. They're, they're Zooming with work. They're doing Dropbox. They're doing FaceTime. 
Uh, their kids are doing uh, gaming, which requires very high capacity synchronous traffic. Um, so these are homes, basically, and and uh, you know professionals are working out of these homes. And, and you know if they're interrupted in a Zoom call, uh, similar to what we're doing here, then uh, the boss is very upset. Uh, you know, so there's a, there was a huge opportunity there to increase visitation as well in the Monday through Friday uh, space, right? So. A lot of these RV parks have a lot of perishable inventory that's, uh, you know, if you don't sell it during the week, it's gone. Uh, and so where we've seen the biggest uptick in, in usage and, and revenue and bookings with our system is when you can guarantee a speed SLA on an enterprise grade Wi-Fi system, people will bring their laptops uh, and they'll bring their kids. Um, I do the same thing. If I can be out there on my laptop and have good quality broadband, um, the kids can play outside. They can play there all week. Um, whereas if it's if it's not like that, you've got to go home and they've got to go home. So uh, we, we believe strongly in our mission, which is to get people outdoors for longer. Um, and when you've got broadband in the park, you know, KOA did a study a few years ago that said if you have broadband in the park that, that works like ours, it increases the average stay by two days. Uh, you know, and, and that's what we're doing week after week is, uh, is enabling people to be outside. And that's the genesis of the name Access Parks. We're not, it's not just access to Internet. It's access to the outdoors because you can stay longer. That was uh, the reason we chose that name. We had a conversation this week with our, our sister show, WCM's Park Update, that Ben Quiggle does with Matt Rose um, that actually just got released here earlier um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, where he talked about how the number one thing for Indiana campgrounds that he's hearing from their members is focus on this, that they're looking at upgrading their Wi-Fi systems, even in season, because they've heard from their guests that it's become a big deal. Yeah. Talk about just some of the recent projects that you've worked on and maybe, you know, what that's like for parks that are built out, maybe a little bit further away from other types of infrastructure. They're a little bit more rural. They've got a lot of maybe trees or, or, or forestation on their park. You know, what do you do to help solve that problem? Even as you mentioned, too, with national parks, remote locations, great locations. How do you bring great Wi-Fi and service to those rural parks and locations that are out there? Yeah, that's that's really the, the fun part of what we do, Alex, is is uh, when we encounter a location that doesn't have fiber uh, fiber optic circuit nearby uh, within a mile or two where it's economical to build that out to the park, then we can bring that uh, to the park on microwave. So fixed wireless using our partners that have commercial towers. Uh, you know, for example, all of our national park projects, we're bringing the fiber capacity into the park from 70 or 80 miles outside the park. Uh, from fiber connections that are that far away and still delivering multi-gigabit speeds and serving millions of folks with uh, with broadband and, and you know video and so on. Uh, so, you know, really, you know, I, I think our, our the, the main reason we're, we've been unique in the industry for 17 years is that Swiss Army knife approach. Uh, there's no one silver bullet out there, fiber, you know, microwave, millimeter wave, Wi-Fi. Plenty of folks do little components of this, but uh, really what's made us successful with large enterprises is the ability to cover an entire portfolio. Um, and that sometimes includes microwave to a fiber connection. It sometimes inside the park includes millimeter wave, Wi-Fi, uh, you know, LTE, all sorts of technologies, depending on the application and depending on the budget for the park. Um, so as you say, it's a really challenging environment and, and our folks, you know, we only employ people who love to solve problems. Um, and so we've never found a venue worldwide that we couldn't bring broadband to within about 90 days. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Can you walk through just a, a, in a really short amount of time what that process looks like from that initial consultation or the site visit um, to where somebody's actually able to get Internet live in their park? I know a number of people might think, you know, well, we're in season now as we talk. Is this a next year thing or how quickly can this be done 
you know, just speak a little bit to that maybe and that installation process that you guys offer. Yeah, you know, the most important thing to understand is if there's no fiber circuit to the park, we, we never use anything besides fiber. Uh, satellite, Starlink, DSL, cable modems, those are all uh, 50 to 1 oversubscribed technologies. Uh, they just don't work when you load them up with more than 10 devices. Uh, so we always use dedicated internet access, DIA fiber to the park or microwave to the park. But if you don't have fiber to the park, it's going to be a 90 to 120 day process from contract signing. Uh, that's the important thing to understand. So uh, if you are looking at it today and you're a seasonal park, we are looking at 2024, most likely. Uh, but the process is we do a virtual survey. We don't require anybody to go to the park to do a survey. Uh, we actually have developed over the last decade and a half some really fascinating design tools that allow us to uh, recreate the park in 3D um, and do a simulation of that park with 15 centimeter accuracy. Uh, so we can see every, almost every branch, every tree, every, every, every leaf um, and we can accurately predict signal level in the very back of an RV, uh, way in the corner of the park, you know, with, with plus or minus 5% accuracy. So that's really key to what we do is, is the predictable process and being able to design that remotely. And then, of course, once, uh, once we sign a contract, we, we send somebody out to do the physical survey um, and we wait for the fiber to be built. Um, and in the meantime, we're building out the park and, and so on. So. Uh, that's why we say 90 to 120 days for a brand new park, whether it's uh, fiber directly to the park or, or using microwave from a fiber connection somewhere else. But I would also tell parks too, and especially as we wrap up, you know, get on the books early. And if you're interested in this, just have those conversations as early as possible and make sure that you are going to accomplish that and, and get it in place for next season. If you're thinking about it now and you're getting guest complaints, you know, don't wait. And I'm sure you would echo that as well. I, I absolutely would. Uh, it is one of uh, one of the challenges we face is folks contact us in April and say, hey, we want to be up and live uh, for summer. Uh, and, you know, our folks are miracle workers and, and we'll do whatever, do whatever we have to to try to make that work. Um, but we do end up with a pretty big backlog before summer. Um, and it's much better to be able to, get, to uh, schedule that out uh, the first half of the year. So the sooner we can get involved, the better, especially in a new build, uh, when they're building a new park, you know, when the trenches are all open and so on. Um, you know, very, very early in the process is where you really need to start thinking about broadband because it is the fourth utility. You need to start thinking of it the same as you do the water, sewer, and electric. Um, if you're planning a park and doing the architecture, contact us the second you have a, a, an architectural plan. And then, Tim, as we wrap up, you know, where can people go if they do want to reach out and start to engage with you and your team? Um, how can they connect with Access Parks and get started? Yeah, uh, email us at sales at accessparks.com and, um, and somebody will get in touch uh, within 24 hours and, and uh, get the, the appropriate information. We can usually provide uh, firm proposals within 24 to 48 hours. Awesome. Tim, thanks again for being here. Thank you, Alex. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to WCM Supplier Showcase. As a reminder, the episode is available as a podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcast and full video if you want to see me and Tim live uh, on Facebook and YouTube. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon.